Dad Bod Rap Pod back another week, another episode, more quarantine, more Zoom, more rap. It is us, Damone Carter here, aka Dim One, joined by Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Hey guys, good to be here once again. Um, alive and breathing. Um, kind of wish things were back to normal like everyone else, but you know, that kind of goes without saying. Mm. Good to see you guys. Absolutely. And we're also joined by the man who's been sitting in my chair for weeks on end, Mr. Nate LeBlanc. What's up, everybody? Uh, weird day for me, but I'm happy to be here. Always happy to talk to you guys. Always happy to talk about something besides work. That's right. Besides work and COVID. Um, yep. So today, on today's program, we are going to try out a new segment. Um that is, this is our album review segment. If you are like us, you grew up on uh, reading The Source and other magazines and their album reviews and rating systems. For whatever reason, we have not done that on this program in almost two years. So um, and I'm not quite sure why that is, but we are going to try that now. And the way that it's going to work is you know, periodically, one of us will pick an album for the other two to listen to, and then we are going to give it um, a rating. Uh, our rating system is basically three things. If you liked it, if you would recommend it to a friend, that is a yeah. If it's I, like whatever, not terrible, but didn't move you, that's a meh. And if the shit is trash, that's nah. And we're all, we're all friends here. Um, I recommended the first album that we are going to review. And it is by Sacramento-based rapper Mozzie, uh, folks who listen to this program religiously, all seven of you uh, will remember we've talked about Mozzie in some previous episodes, even back going back to season one. Right. And uh, he has a new album called Beyond Bulletproof, uh, just came out about a week or so ago. And I asked the broskies to give it a, a listen and talk about, you know, tracks that hit for you, skippers, um, and ultimately what your rating is. And let's start with the man by the Maytag appliances, uh, Mr. David Ma. Hey, man. You know what? Um, shout out to you, Damone. I think you were the one who hit, who hipped us to Mozzie way back in the day. I think it was uh, maybe even season one, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was our episode of regarding, you know, who to, who to keep an eye out for sure. next year, like up and comers. But um, he was a good pick, man. I like Mozzie. I would consider myself a fan. Um, every time we talk of him, I, I think of uh, Big Hungry talking about when he was talking to those like Swedish dudes and they kept calling him Moosey. <laughs> Moosey, Moosey. Anyways, um, <laughs> the track I like off of the album is uh, Homies Wanna Know. Um, the first thing, the first thing I heard from Mazi was "Blada um, Da," which I think you hipped us to. But you know, with him, it's just like any other street dude. It seems like you're gonna beat my ass. But <laughs> I like his voice. Uh, you know, um, he he has a, a sort of patience with his rhymes, and so it's like in between all the violent shit, all the you know, all the violent drug descriptions. Um, he talks about friendships and growing up and sadness. You know, so. And I also really like hearing all the shout outs to Sacramento, you know, because it's, it's sort of part of our geography. So 
I like the album, man. That was that was a good suggestion. So you, are you giving it the vaunted Dave Ma yeah rating? I'm gonna give it a yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give this one a yeah. Okay. I mean, I I'm not I'm not in love with every song. I I like how on YouTube he has like those little vi- visualizations, which mm-hmm. are like sort of fake videos. Okay. Um, so I sat and listened to them all. Um, the track the track I like is Homies Want to Know. My my only thing with the album is that some of the tracks just end up sounding the same. I can't tell if track two was track three. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, Nate, what was your, what was your take? Um, so a little bit of scene setting. The only thing I get to do for recreation is to take long walks around my neighborhood. Sometimes I'm stoned during these walks. Yesterday I was, and I listened to this album looking at like beautiful tony homes in the neighborhoods surrounding my my street and i I just i took a really long walk and this was kind of the soundtrack for it and i'd like to say i'm not the target audience for this record and that that situation does not like speak to the the type of narratives that are described on this album. So no? all that to say this, I really respect Mozzie. I respect his hustle. All I could want for rappers I like is for them to like start with mixtapes, put out indie albums, then move to LA and get a contract and be rich dudes. And like, I really respect that. I wish that for so many people, he's, he's a success story and I'm, I'm back in that. Like, that's great. However, uh, this album is really, really sad, and listening to it made me sad. There's a track, I think it's like the second or third track, he runs out of time shouting out all the people he knows who has died, mm-hmm. and he just paints such a grim picture of what it's like to be young and African-American and involved in the street game, and like it was just bumming me the fuck out yesterday, dude. It's just like, they, he feels like his only options are to do things that will land him in jail or die. And that just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, and I, I have to say the craftsmanship to make me feel anything in the kind of realm of gangster rap is to be respected. He's a, he's a craftsman. Um, his producers, perhaps not so much. Um, echoing what Dave said, I think the beats are pretty paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like, this is a slapper. And then if I want you to feel something different, I have a guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a Spanish guitar track. There's an electric guitar track. There's an acoustic guitar track. And I was kind of like, when it first came in, I was like, oh, that's really welcome. This is like a nice, cool breeze. And then like by the fourth or fifth time, I'm like, oh, it's like a crutch. Like that's not, that's not good production. So it got a little samesy. Um, so I'm going to give it a meh. Um, okay. I think it's well-crafted insider baseball gang shit that's like really really full of pain and sadness and i don't recommend necessarily that people interact with that right now but i do i did read a cool thing right before we came on that he first released this album to people in prison for like get their initial reactions and to give them something to like draw life from i think that's cool as fuck like that's rad and that's like a really good use of his platform um but just to kind of round out my little soliloquy here I wasn't done walking yet by the time this album was done. It's only like 40 minutes or so, which is about 6,000 steps. Um, trying to get to 10 on a Sunday. And uh, I put on Fat Tony's album right after because I had it saved in my phone. And he has a song 
about how it's really fun to like have a dinner party, but it's also kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Target that, demo. That's, that's for me. Like that's that's what I that's what I relate to. It's like yeah, man, you set up all this cool shit, you make all this good food, oh my you just God. want people to go home, and you don't you don't like <laughs> want to clean up. Like I like rap songs about that. You know what I mean? Not like the horrific sadness of the street life right now. But anyway, that's my oh, thing. Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't bring Bozzy to your dinner party. <laughs> um, so uh, I, like Dave mentioned, um, I kind of got hit to Mozzie a couple years ago. I really felt like his trajectory was very similar to that of what we've seen with Da Baby is being a, a local guy, to your point, Nate, mixtape dude who kind of goes, goes big. And I felt like with Mozzie's last album, Gangland Landlord, it, which was the first of kind of the like, I'm in LA now, um, I'm, I've, I've got the big deal. Um, that was like really meh for me. I was un, unmoved by that record, but again, happy for him. On this record, um, I really enjoyed his storytelling. Um, if you, to bum Nate, the fuck out you've got to tell a, a decent story you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. like it's not just mm -hmm. the gangster rap platitudes over and over i'm a tough right. guy he talks a lot about family and loyalty which you don't always hear um in a lot of like gangster coke rap type stuff he talks about you know the importance of taking care of your kids and things like that which i'm kind of like um which juxtaposed with some of his more violent material it's it's it can be jarring, but it, it just speaks to this kind of authenticity that he speaks with. I'll echo what everybody else said. Um, Mozzie raps over Mozzie-type beats. Um, and I just really wish for him, and this is why I was a little bit disappointed with uh, Gangland Landlord, was that he got the big deal, moved to LA, and he's still working with tight beat producers. These are kind of like carbon copies of of everything that's out there and so um i think in this for me the storytelling went out he has a track the first track called unethical and deceitful um which is just great like he's breaking down these kind of like codes of the street um betrayal friendship love loss like all of these things um and so that was a standout for me my skippers are the tracks where like there's the girl song to Nate's point and the Spanish mm -hmm. guitar comes in and mm -hmm. there's like this cheesy kind of chorusy thing. Anytime Mozzie gets into a, and they don't do it often with him. I respect him for this is he doesn't have too many songs that are kind of reachy like that, but the ones that do, I, I don't care for when he includes too many of the homies, not, not big on those tracks either, but I will give it a yeah rating. And I will say, for this particular exercise, I am upping my definition of a good record from four songs up to <laughs> at least six or seven. Um, because if we're going to review an album, I'm trying to be true to the spirit of like albums and not just stuff you cleave to make a mixtape or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that would be my rating. This means that the Mozzie uh, record, uh, Beyond Bulletproof, gets the dad bod rap pod two yes one meh um that's so that doubles as a recommendation Usually yeah yeah i guess meh. 
I have it on good authority from someone I know personally who worked with him on a video shoot that Mozzie is quite short. So uh, that's another reason I want to support him. (laughs) (laughs) Like you think like a scary dude like that would be more physically imposing, but I saw him standing next to someone I know and uh, no, not there. Mini Mozzie? I did did not say that. (laughs) Mozzie, Mavi, they're all short dudes. Absolutely. I'm here for this movement. So that is our inaugural record review segment. Um, in the weeks to come, we each of us is going to take a stab at, at suggesting records that the other two uh, should peep. If you guys have record recommendations that you think we should listen to and rate that are not your record, um, <laughs> uh, hit us up, DadBodRapPod, on, at DadBodRapPod on Twitter, um, at DadRapPod at dad bod rap pod on instagram um probably if we didn't if we haven't heard of you yet we're not going to review your record i'm just trying to save nate some time <laughs> we're at a we're at a very interesting point with that where i feel like we we've been very open-armed we really want like people to feel like they're a part of the show but like this weekend for the first time i was like i have too much music to go through where it's impossible to physically listen to. And I, I realized this is a first world problem. And like, we invited this by like freely giving out the email address and really like encouraging people, like people we know have become kind of like uh, publicists when they were more writers. And they're like, can we pitch you stuff? I'm like, pitch away, dude. Like, yes, I'll accept an email. I read them all. Uh, but I, I, I'm like backlog status right now with beats mm. people want for the show people who just want us to know who they are it's like we're gonna work our way down and through it but i'm starting to feel that like jaded music writer thing where it's like Mm -hmm. it's not happening bro (laughs) well this is i don't know why you think that would happen but that's not gonna happen and i hate feeling like that but sometimes it's the nature of the beef rap music is incredibly easy to make um the bar is the bar is very low for for (laughs) so uh, but we'll definitely do our best, and by we I mean Nate. We'll do our best to uh, to cleave through, and if we'll, if we like some stuff. But for this particular segment, um, we are definitely looking to talk about you know albums that are uh, you know I don't know what you want to say currently officially released. Yeah, yeah, kind of official releases that a lot of folks are listening to, so we can get some conversation going. So uh, definitely hit us up. Let us know what records you would like us to check out um we have of course you know more dope interviews the booking god david ma going hard in the paint 25 points 10 rebounds a game uh when it comes to the roller deck so we have a dope interview lined up for you guys we have a couple dope interviews lined up for you guys on this program but you know that already because you read the description when you clicked so just stay with us this is the dad bod rap pod Dad Bod Rap Pod, another episode, another dope guest joining us here in the land of Zoom. We have a DJ, producer who's collaborated with 
people like Yasin Bey, um, as well as a slew of other artists that you know and love. Welcome to the line, Preservation. How's it going? Hello. Peace. How are you? <laughs> Good to have you on the program, man. Thanks for having me. So, you know, uh, we just want to kick it off and break down the new album real quick. I mean, yeah, certainly you have a long history and we can sort of jump into that too, you know, with, uh, sure. with Yasin and, and with Ka and all that, which we're, we're ready to, to geek off of. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but the new album, um, they were sourced from records in Hong Kong. Are you currently in Hong Kong? No, I'm in oh, New York. Okay. Yeah, I'm in New York, but I lived there for three years. Okay. Um, I, I've been going there since '96. Um, went on my first trip there. A friend of mine was out there, visited, and then went uh, a couple of times with with uh, with Yasin for shows. And then uh, in 2014, uh, my wife went out there for work, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was. Uh, you know, for a short time. And then it kind of grew from three months to six months to a year. And then we're like, I will let's, you know, let's stay off here. Let's stay out here for a little while. Just kind of felt right. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I was just out there. I I knew it because of the past times that I've been there. And I knew a couple people out there and and, uh, cats from New York that were out there that I knew and that were out there doing, um, you know, art and, uh, you know, just connections from, from, from previous times, like through art and through like, you know, a lot of clothing situations are out there, like, you know, fa- uh, manufacturing and stuff of people that I know, like, so from back mm-hmm. in the day. So, you know, it was, it worked, it worked, you know, it was in yeah, three years and uh, I was just there just, you know, doing, you know, I'm like, I'm here, so I'm going to, uh, whenever I travel with with Yasin, I always look for local music. Mm-hmm. That's always been my thing. So, if whatever, whatever country I'm in, I'm, I'm looking for the, the the music of the the place. Okay, just out okay. of interest, you know, I'm never looking for stuff that I can find here or whatever. Like, I'm just trying to, um, you know, find out about the place's culture and through through music and through you know their their history through music. Okay. So I was there just kind of was like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I already, I already had a, a head start, you know, a lot of a couple of things that, you know, one thing that came out of, um, that got on the, the Dr. Yen Lo thing with, with Kyle was part of an older, you know, track that I found uh, prior, you know, so it was kind of already like, wasn't like fresh, you know, it was already like, already had a feel for it. So I just kind of went and expanded of, you know, where I was going and looking for things, you know, just digging. So just finding new places, new spots and people putting me up on spots and just digging. And it was like the best digging I've ever, <laughs> I've ever done since, Word. you know, since the nineties, like that kind of that feel of like, I don't know what I'm going to discover. I have to go through mm-hmm. thousands of things like, you know, to find that one gem and it was hard. Right. It wasn't easy. You know, like, and I, my, my goal was like, right, I'm just going to do stuff with, with, with local music that I'm finding, you know, mm-hmm. from Hong Kong and Taiwan and uh, Singapore and stuff like that. That's, you know, that's coming in and it's a port town. So you're going to get a lot of different kind of things as well that you're finding. But I was trying to 
stay on track of finding of using the local stuff. Dope, dope. Okay. That's, okay. that's as far as the digging is con concerned, and then the concept of you know me doing the music. From yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about the concept. I mean, it was uh, based off of like Asian records, right? And then a, a bunch of guest MCs. Um, mm -hmm. First off, man, congrats because you got like the best dudes on there. Yeah. I mean, straight up. Yeah, I was um, grateful. Grateful, so, and you know, thank, thank, thank you. That's uh, that's for um, that's definitely, you know, Ka helping out and other people helping out and reaching out and stuff like that. Like, so I just had a list and I was just trying my really. You know. So, so you just had a list and you was like Rock Marciano. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just like well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. The, the connections <laughs> were there. It wasn't like yeah, you yeah. Know, a lot of the people that are on there. I've known before and i've had you know i've worked with before um but there were a couple that i didn't know personally but i had that i was really a fan of like um you know like tree you know i was like oh, a huge fan so i'm just like you know i've, I've reached out to cause like man i would love to have tree like so he's like i'm a you know i'm gonna reach out to him because they, they're in communication so mm. oh it was all linked it was it wasn't yeah. like of like a random kind of it, it oh, always oh. for me I, whenever i'm making music it has to have some kind of like relationship there um really um yeah for the most part yeah these not all of them were but you know a lot of them a lot of relationships grew out of this record okay. you know like my i was a you know gank i was hearing stuff and then you know <clears throat> kai hit me with hbo I was no, super right. grateful. I was grateful for it, you know. He, <laughs> you know, he caught it the right way. He he got, you know, he got HBO correctly, you know. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Listen, I'm not giving this to anybody, but I think you should, you should hear this." And I was like, I was, uh, I was definitely blown away by it. And I was like, "Man, if, you know." So I reached out to him, and from that, you know, the relationship grew. So it was, you know, it's been a. It wasn't easy either. You know, there's a lot of people that I was reaching out to and just didn't, it didn't work out, but I think uh, I'm happy with how it, how it worked out, how it turned out with all the, oh. a, lot of, a lot of my favorite MCs out there. Yeah, I was going to say, so you did this record, a lot of your favorite MCs, which are some of the preeminent voices of the day. What it can you like compare and contrast what it's like to solicit and get verses from folks versus you know being in the in the studio kind of that vibe or is, is it is it any difference in your process like how do you approach that i i mean i i always i i in working with kai and working with you know i, I always love being in the room and creating you know yen lo was on the spot yeah oh, wow. like he would he he would come all the time like he would come like not one record was a beat sent one uh, that whole album was him coming through and listening to hundreds of records thousands wow. of records and just been like and he's super you know picky about his his production so it's like we were going through a lot of stuff <clears throat> so yeah i love that process but that's not feasible all the time right you know what right. i mean like it's the, it can't happen all the time you know for for various reasons so i mean this in particular i was halfway around the world and i didn't well i wasn't thinking of a, a, a having artists on it 
I thought I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do, you know, I'll make beats and maybe I'll do an instrumental record. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people were like, nah, nah, like, get some people on it. Like, you know, see where it goes. So, um, and because of, of where I was, I was like, all right, well, let me make it a theme. I'm going to yeah. just use Chinese records. I got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to, you know, make, you know, hundreds of, I was just making hundreds and hundreds of beats, just like kept going, kept going. And then just started hitting people with it slowly and just building it. And I was kind of going back and forth because Yen Lo came around out around 2015. So I was going back and forth and um, a little, you know, so Ka was the first, you know, track that we did and we're kind of just building from there. Mm, okay. Word. Well, I mean, you have, yeah, Billy Woods. You got Mark Hami, Quelle um, Chris. I mean, you 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 have the top dudes again. Uh, yeah. And like I, you know, like again, like all connections, like friends. You know, mm-hmm. me and Gene go back. You know, um, I've always been a Quelle fan, but from a distance, I never met him. Mm-hmm. And I finally met him through you know through Gene because you know me and Gene we go back for you know just touring with with Yasin and you know we're good friends good friends so we finally met and i was just like man i would love to have you on the record it was like of course you know so things like that okay um, navy on you know i knew through through you know car and like just just kind of like different connections different you know people that i've known kind of like i could link you up with this person right you know uh just for just for cats who who aren't too familiar um talk a little bit about your history with uh, yasin and you know how you how'd you guys link up and stuff? Um, we linked up uh, initially quite a while ago. We um, I don't know if it was like ninety nine or two thousand. I first met him through uh, my man Mike Ladd. Mm-hmm. Mike was doing a lot of. I was you know he we were, we're very very close. Like he's one of my best friends. So, um, he was. Uh, doing all the infesticons and majesticons and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and most was really feeling that at the time. Mm-hmm. So he would come to some of the rehearsals and we kind of like, you know, and then like just New York shit, mm-hmm. just kind of hop, bopping around clubs and stuff like and seeing each other. And then eventually I, I started working at this, this spot called Union, which was a, a sneaker, clo- my clothing store. It was like a, the, the, um, it was kind of like part of Supreme. Mm. It was actually before Supreme. So it was, it was the owner of Supreme and that started it. Um, so all the cat, like a lot of the, like a lot of MCs, a lot of artists would come through there and get t-shirts and Air Force Ones with the Gucci swoosh and all that <laughs> shit at the time, like two th- early 2000s. Right. So Yasin would come through and we would just like, he would just kick it just for hours talking about music and you know trying shit on and you know just talking and um so we kind of built our relationship through me working there and then i would just hit him some, with some music you know and then it just kind of just progressed naturally and he just kind of was like asked me like just yo you know come through here we made some music <clears throat> and then out of nowhere he just asked me to get on um get on the road with him to dj Damn. Which was a total surprise. I wasn't even, I was just thinking I was going to hopefully make some records with them, but <laughs> it kind of transformed into some different <laughs> different thing in my life. So it was great, you know, super grateful for those those years. And it's like, 
15 years or like still you know to the and when i was in hong kong it slowed down because he wasn't traveling as much but you know we still do spot dates here and there dope dope yeah and then you know we did <clears throat> we did uh i did two albums with him so i did yeah like i'm like half of true magic mm-hmm. five or six tracks on true magic and then i did three on the ecstatic and then um i did the i remixed the ecstatic so i got all the the, the acapellas from downtown records who put it out and they're you know they were they were with it so i, I just wanted Word? to take a stab at it it's called the re-aesthetic it's called the re-aesthetic okay dope yeah dope. yeah it, went, it did well it did well and i kind of put it out right before i put out my first solo record it was mm-hmm. called old old numbers so i had you know i had a track by by um by him on there that didn't make true magic Mm. Uh, I got to join with Gene Gray and uh, Minnesota from Money Boss Players and just people that I, my friends that were just kind of like that I was working with here and there and stuff that didn't make an album or just, that's why it's called just like old numbers or stuff that didn't, oh, okay. that were old and I just kind of wanted to put it together and like, mm. and then I kind of also put a, a track on there that was on the Think Differently, the Wu-Tang meets the indie culture, the thing, the mm-hmm. track that I did with Jim Jarmusch so just kind of thing tracks that I really love and just put it together for the compilation. So that was my first kind of producer record, but it was still kind of a collage of, you know, it was just kind of like taking parts, pieces from different places and putting it together in a record. But this is more that the record that's coming out now, the Eastern medicine, Western illness is more like a, you know, it's a concept like from start, mm-hmm. to start to finish. Dope, dope. I lo- I love the name of the the album, man. So thank you, thank you. That that kind of comes out of the when I started doing it. And like you know, we you know it was kind of coming out of the 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 Doctor Yenlo kind of theme and feel of it. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let me continue that kind of thread. Mm-hmm. Well, um, can you shed a little light on your production sort of process uh, these days? I mean. Are, are you, do you do you just make beats in your pad? Do you go somewhere? Do you have a studio offsite? And I just I'm I'm home. Uh, I'm home most of the time. Um, I mix outside most most of the time with um, my man Scotty Hard, who has done all the car records, and he's starting to do mock stuff. I kind of brought a lot of cats to him. Mm. Um, he's been around forever. He's a great engineer. I mean, he's he's. He's done like, you know, woo woo stuff and he did grave diggers. He's like from that era on, like he used mm-hmm. to work at uh, Calliope, a Calliope studio back in the day. And, you know, so Jungle Brothers and De La In and Out and stuff like that, Ultra Magnetic. So he's got a lot of history and, and history in different kinds of music as well. Mm-hmm. Jazz and, and, uh, and, and Mike, actually Mike Ladd introduced me and, and brought me into the, that circle so um yeah so that it's, it's more it's mostly in-house in my you know in my studio and then for mixing i take it out to what uh, what gear are you using right now um right now i'm you know i'm, I'm usually on the two uh the the mpc 1000 okay and i did this record on that okay and i did um i did a couple things on it but i you know before that i i I still have all my old stuff, so MPC sixty, which was Ooh. that I had from the nineties, and like yeah. I had that with the ASR 
hook up and like linked up and I still got the I got an SP as well that that I did um I did twelve hundred BC on the, the SP. Okay. Um with with Kai and you know, I kind of just go in and out of different things or whatever feels feels right for the for the particular project. You know, sometimes I'll put some some drums to the SP and then dump it somewhere else to just get that knock. Right. If I'm, you know, if I'm in that that drum chamber. <laughs> right. But um, you know, so yeah, it, you know, it depends. So then, so what's next for you? I mean, obviously we're doing the rollout with this new album, but um what are you working on currently? Seems like you always um, have a, a network of people to pull from. Uh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing you know, Mark, Mark's, uh, Mark Hami's, uh, Hard Lemonade, that's coming out. Amazing. So I got, I got some stuff on there and, you know, we are, we're constantly going back and forth doing stuff. So that there's definitely more, more in store f- with, with him. And that's just been a, yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. I, I, that's one of my favorites of, of all time for sure. So, um, yeah, new stuff with Mark, and then you know I'm gonna be doing some some instrumental stuff. Uh, okay, just kind of like dropping some little instrumental tapes, and and then we'll see. You know, my man, you know Navy, yeah, doing some things. Um, just keeping it close, like you know people that I really uh, that are that are friends that I just kind of love to like. We got a good creative relationship, so. And then, um, yeah, man, man, I'd love to, there's, there's a couple people on the, on the record, on this record that, you know, we'll see, maybe I'll, you know, I'd love to, to maybe do a project with, but, and then, you know, do some different things too, way left, you know, I, I come, I come from a different, <laughs> I want, you know, I, I can, there's different, there's different lanes that I haven't even really put out there. That's always, you know, I'm from Jersey. So that house kind of aspect is there. Mm-hmm. Um, different kinds of uh, you know just scoring and, and soundtrack stuff and things like that that I do oh. that I do you know kind of like just to you know that uh, it, but it's it's not things that I'm putting out out in the public it's just kind of like things that I do for for work on the side and stuff but okay. maybe kind of push that into different uh, into different realms Okay. Do you still have time to go digging? Uh, yeah. I mean, not so much in in New York. It's all. It's. I'm never. You know, it, it, for some reason, I never find the time too much in New York. I do here and there, but um, not as much. And then you know, coming out of that Hong Kong experience is just so kind of like doesn't uh, doesn't match up too much. Is I you know I, I it that was really like getting getting dirty getting like really like the real digging which i i yeah. really miss in new york and i don't get that you know i don't really find that in new york as much but if i get out of town all the all the time you know i always try to you know if i go to a different city i always find the um find a little window to uh to uh, find some you know try to see what they got dope dope well, man, like we're, you know, we, we've been, we've been checking out the album. We're fans of it. We love the no. sample palette 
and you know, Thank like you. we were saying, we love all the guys on it. Um, but Thank you. tell your fans, you know, about the album. Um, I mean, it's it's uh it's uh, definitely it's an a, a uh, an ex uh, man. You know, it, it's it's something really personal for me. It's it's a little window um, of time that I was in this place and, um, uh, you know, it just, uh, I was, I was getting all these, you know, I was, I was staying connected with, with, with what was going on in New York through people and them sending me stuff and seeing all these new, this new energy come up, like, you know, MCs, different new MCs coming mm-hmm. up and, and, um, just kind of getting excited about it. And, uh, but you know, coming out of the, the the solitude of of being out there with the not much, you know, the scene, the music scene out there is not the biggest, you know, and it and it's very uh, it's very dance kind of oriented, which is cool, you know. Hong Kong has a you know a, a rich, deep, rich disco, you know, coming out of the disco scene, so that kind of transformed into electronic dance music or dance kind of that kind of dance music club club music um so as far as hip-hop's concerned it's very small the arts the art scene is huge like the graph scene and like that kind of like um and the b-boy scene too they got a little little some 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 crews and stuff but as far as like you know mcs i mean there's a couple you know i mean and i found young queens young queens is a is a you know really super talented cat out there you know i wanted to get someone to uh rep the city that i was talking about that that made a mark on me so i wanted them you know i wanted someone to 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 rap to uh you know speak it in their own tongue and just kind of like and and uh and and show where you know represent what they where they're from so you know, I, I when I found Queen, like when I was looking, I was looking for for cats out there. It was you know, it was it wasn't the easiest thing, and um, I found him through my man, uh, at this uh, my man Gary, at this little record shop called uh, White Noise, and he was like, "Oh, you should check this out." And I, you know, I was like, "Man, he's got the voice that could kind of match mm. the other guys." You know, it was it was like kind of guttural. It was like right right there, so. <clears throat> You know, working with him was great, and um, and uh, I linked him up with Mock. He's on a track with Mock too, and oh, dope. Yeah, it's cool. You know, um, so it's just like a, you know, it's, it's. I'm just, I was just trying, I'm trying to present like this little uh, period of my life that uh, I was out there, you know, and uh, just, you know, just digging and just kind of showing like. The uh, just getting those eastern, you know, those eastern sounds, that medicine. That's the, you yeah. know, that's the medicine, the sound that I was coming mm-hmm. up with, yeah. and um, and the uh, the illness of 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 West, you know, like the L, the double, the double meaning, the L, the right. L, the LMCs, and the, but also the the illness too that that comes from the West, like the, the real illness, <laughs> a lot of illness that we're seeing right now, you yeah. know. So it's just. Um, yeah, it's just and it's a personal thing, like like just like even personal story, like a lot of things, a lot of beautiful things came out of that time period, and I just wanted to put it down to tape. So all right, there well, it is. 
Eastern Eastern medicine, Western sickness comes out when? Western illness. Western illness. Illness. Uh, May uh, May twenty ninth. May 29th. We appreciate it. Preservation. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on you. The program, man. Thank you, Thank you sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk it. to you soon. Peace out. All Thank right. you. Be well. You too. Later. Bad Bod Rap Pod, another episode, another dope interview. On the line, we have Ito. You might know him from his work with Mugs as well as a lot of other projects. Uh, Yeah, welcome to the program, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Thank you. Of course, of course. Going well, man. Going well. You know, um, we're fans of your work, um, so thank you for taking the time. Um, But, you know, we just want to have a few minutes of your time to like just dig behind the process a little bit and talk about some of your music and stuff that you put out. Um, okay. I just want to, you know, just, just off the top of my head, I mean, you've been working with some, some of the dopest producers, uh, Alchemist, uh, Mugs, of course, as we mentioned. Um, specifically, you made a track called The Pot with Alchemist, and, which I love. I was wondering if you could kind of break down for people the process of working with alchemists versus working with DJ Muggs? Um, um, I got with Al- two Muggs, of course. Went okay. over there one night at um, Westside Gun. Happened to call the night I was there. That's when I laid, laid wow. my breath for the, for the John Beaner joint. Okay. Um, it's long overdue, man. It's been, it's been in the works for a while, and it just out to sit me out of nowhere with the joint. And I laid it, you know what I mean? Shot it back, you know what I mean? One of those things, you know, just came out of nowhere. He hit me out the blue. I wasn't expecting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and well, Mug Mugs is a vet. I mean, he he's that dude. Um, how was working with him, and how'd you guys link up? Oh, shout out to Mugs, man. That's the big homie. Um, I get asked that every 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 time. <laughs> Mayhem Loran, you know, uh, V Dawn. Shout out to May, my brother V Dawn. Put me on with Mayhem. We did the high record. If you're mm. familiar with the old murder release from 17, yeah. Me and V Dawn launched Old Murder and um, got Mayhem on there. We shot the video. Mugs caught wind of me through that. Mayhem connected to Dot. Then I ended up uh, doing the Duck Sauce joint first. Landed mm. on um, Soul Assassin's album. And then from there, just, you know, domino effect. Okay. Okay. So with with working with Mugs, obviously dope producer has been in the game forever. Is he like a, a does he give game? Is he kind of like a mentor in that same way? Before anything, you mm. know what I mean. Man, he's gonna let you know. Don't waste his time neither. He's very serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Workaholic man. You know it's an honor. That's okay. That's, that's were you were you aware of his? Uh, like, where is your starting point with Muggs's production stuff? Do you go back to Cypress Hill? Like, where where did you? Oh, yeah, pick definitely. Up on? Okay. Definitely. I always tell people I'm a little older, you know. Yeah. Um, 
definitely started on, you know, Rap City and all that, man, you know. Mm-hmm. Five Five Freddy Days, man, definitely. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you you used to be Lil Ito. Uh, yeah. And then you dropped that a few years back. Can you talk a little bit about what, why you made that transition? Just, just that, that's another question they ask frequently. It's more or less, I hate the little thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, I was little E in the 90s, you know what I mean? Okay. Mm. But, um, yeah, man, plus, you know, I grew as an artist, man. I just didn't sit right, man, after a while, you know. You grow mm-hmm. as an artist and just want to man up sooner or later, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, mainly, mainly because of the too many littles and youngs and... <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Okay. Right, right. You know, um, so you're from Rochester, right? Definitely, all the way. Upstate. Okay, cool. Well, you guys, I mean, you got, you know... You got 38 Special, you got Flea Lord, like a bunch of cats sort of in that vicinity are doing stuff. Um, what's the scene like Flea over there? Lord, Flea Lord is from Rock America. He's he from Far Rock, Queens. Oh, um, word. Okay, okay. Shout out to Flea. That's my brother. That's where that came from. You know, Rock, Rock, Rock America uh, started in Queens, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's Far Rock America. But yeah, shout out to Flea. But yeah, Rochester, you know, we got Special. You know, so it's, a, it's a bunch of us moving and grooving. You know, Green Landon is a Rochester native. Okay. You know, yeah, outside the music, we got people like Tay Diggs, and you know, it's a few of us, man. You know. How how is that compared to like New York? You know, us as Californians, we identify obviously with New York City. What is what is it like, kind of uh, coming out of a place that is not New York and being in that space? I'm like. Well, it's it's not it's not the city of dreams, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, we travel. We had to travel and shit, man. You know, Rochester. You know, um, I mean, it would be great if we had a bunch of execs and shit here. You know what I'm saying? But mm. Rochester, Rochester is the offspring. You know, we're, we're the family uh, branch on the tree. You know, so okay. but we growing. We getting our just due. Rochester's homes, my. You know, Hell's Wolf started here and most likely end here. Mm. You know, speaking of starting, um, talk a little bit about your history, man. When, when did you start rapping and getting, you know, interested in the art form? Always, always. It was something me and the guys did coming up. You know, my uncle was a DJ. He had all the records, 1200s. Used to bring them out on the garbage cans. That's when we had to steal round joints. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I came up around that, and um, I say, like, really didn't take it. Well, let's just say I got my first placement about 03, 05, give or take. That's when I started getting my feet wet. But it's always been something me and the guys would do around the way, faithfully, you know, get high and start a session or what happened. Right. Okay, word, word. Um, Can we talk a little bit about The Circle with Gummy Soul? Certainly, man. That's one of my favorite pieces slept on. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about how that went down. Well, some things, you know, you learn your lesson. It, it would have been my project, but we, we worked out a certain deal, certain agreements. So I didn't have my hands in involved, you know, as far as the release and stuff. So, mm, okay. But, um, you know, it's still me, but it's not my project. You know what I mean? It was just okay. a business move. And it turned out well, so to say. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I was expecting a copy at least. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see him this sending nigga vinyl or something, nigga, goddamn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's, it's a great piece, man. It was out my, you know, my normal groove, my that dark state I be in, and um, very like melodic, smooth criminal type. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, you, your music has been described as like a street philosophy, and when I'm listening to it, I'm getting kind of different flavors than you get on maybe your your. You know, a lot of people talk about street life type of things, but you kind of have a different bent to it. Can you talk a little bit about your approach to to kind of making something different in that in that theme? It's, that definitely starts with the beats. Like, there's certain people like V. Dawn, you know, um, a couple others that I've been working with. Um, the music, first and foremost, is going to tell me where to go. You know, I don't force it. I don't, I come up with concepts and shit, but mainly a lot of that shit comes as I get into it, you know what I mean? Just be vibing and come up with ideas, boom, boom, and then it just sinks in, you know what I mean? It's just a, a good old vibe with me, you know what I mean? Unless it's based on something, like if it's a concept thrown at me, I work very well on that page as well, so. It's just art, man, you know, I've been doing this forever, man. And finally, you know, they start to tune in and catch on, you know, once and for all. <laughs> Can you share with us some some of your personal favorite tracks of yours? Of mine? Yep. Um, as of recent, I got a few from before that, that still can't wait till they surface. It's a good thing. A lot of people are backtracking, catching my previous catalogs. But, right. Um, if I had to speak on as of recent, Live Today, produced by my brother V. Dawn, that's on the Old Murder Project, gotta be my number one. Mm. Cousin Harold is on there as well. Um, Duck Sauce with Mugs, only because I hated the beat at first. Mm. And Mayhem was like, yeah, man, you know, boom, boom, I got it, boom, boom. And the <laughs> love I got, the response, it was just so crazy. And it just, you know, taught me how to be, um, step out the box a bit, you know what I mean? And then, um, don't be so stubborn with your ear. It's going, you know, I learned that. Um, duck sauce, the, the love out west is crazy. Um, what else? Let me see. Bud Davis on the, um, the circle joint. Mm hmm you know what I mean? John Travolta joined on the had and then probably missed about three films. <laughs> yeah, it's a few, man. It's a few. I mean, as of recent, but a lot of my favorites are from, from you know, previous records that ain't surfacing, didn't, didn't hit yet. I would love to redo, but, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to just let them touch. Yeah, so so you've been, you've been around for a long time. You mentioned... Uh, <laughs> coming through in in the the early 2000s what what was the what was the record that brought people that kind of brought you to a broader audience was it it was a little bit before the mugs record no oh definitely way before when i got with greenland and we did a um mm. team invasion release new york's new money yeah um that's when i got with stack bundles rest of dead i produced the record for stack i also featured on it then i started working with ransom my brother Ransom, he just dropped. I, I got like two on his latest director's cut too. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Ray Nicholas Craig. Um, 
What else? Uh, yeah, man. Oh, Jay Hood started. I produced for Max B at the time because I started producing first. I was rapping, mm. but I caught my first placement with the with the production. Mm. Okay. And and followed through with the feature with Stack Bundles as well. So that was like my first. That was about old five. I was old four, mm-hmm. something like that. Give or take. I'm not too good with numbers, but yeah, man, something like that. Okay. Then Ransom, yeah, I've been working with Ransom till this day. You know what I mean? That's my boy. Okay, okay, word, word. Well, you know, you've had, you've been around since 05. I mean, probably even before that. And then, you know, you you got the, you got the, um, all, all the recent buzz with the mug stuff. Um, yeah. wh- what do you got on the plate? What, wh- what's on deck? Wh- what's coming up next, man? Beauty of it, man. Next Friday. It was supposed to come out April 12th, Easter Sunday. But, you know, due to this hoax, this virus shit going on, um, companies and shit wasn't around at the time. It's a good thing they back in motion now. It's picking up little by little. But, yeah, man, things didn't fall in. So we waited till May 15th. Next Friday it drops. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Marco Polo on there, Static Selector, nice. Alchemist. Oh. We got um, Large Pro on there. Oh, shit. Okay. To name a few, we got um my bro as far as MCs, we got my bro Flea, of course, Graf, uh, Willie the Kid, Rome Streets, my brother Jay Black, a few others, man. I just released the Ill Bill, Vinny Paz, and um, Gore-Tex joint. It's out right now called Metal Lords. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'll be on the beauty of it as well. Next Friday on the 15th, man. It's, it's go time. Pre-orders are up right now. Go to my Instagram. Click the link in the bio, man. The, heart- the beauty, you said it's called The Beauty of It, released Friday, May 15th. Just got the digi packs in, hard copies, and the vinyls are dropped about June, July. It's in the air right now. Okay. But the vinyls are coming too, my boy, Fuck Rap. Yeah, man. Okay. Let's down. There it is, man. Well, we really appreciate you making the time, man, and we... Definitely, we'll be Likewise. checking you out. Likewise, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yo, thanks for being tough, Will do, man. I'll talk to you soon, right bro. On. Okay, peace. Peace. Dad bod, rap pod, we are back. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Speaking of interviews, we have on our own team here the rap game Charlie Rose, a.k.a. David <laughs> Ma. When you can get a black background, go full Charlie. No, don't go full Charlie. That's not, that's not good anymore. Um, Charlie Rose, I think, got me too. So Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Don't, don't, don't go full Charlie. Go like half Charlie. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Well, man, thanks, thanks for asking. Um, well, you know, with uh, Needle to the Groove, the little um, record label that we uh, have um, put together, cobbled together. Well, um, we have a sort of our sort of a high-profile 
project coming up, which is um, Prince Paul. It's a, it's a project, it's a limited wax with uh, Prince Paul and, um, and his longtime collaborator, uh, Don Newkirk, who, mm. who, who is a Def Jam recording artist and yeah. producer. Yeah. And um, they did the original score to the Who Killed Malcolm X, the docuseries on Netflix that came out, I believe, in February. Yeah. So um, we're really excited to drop that. The pre-orders, uh, we're going to start taking them in a couple weeks on May 19th. Which which is Malcolm X's birthday? Okay. So this is well played. Sort of well played. a, I, I felt weird about it. Like, I'm on, are we using his birthday to sell records? But I think it was just like a matter of good timing. And not, yeah. We're not really by, by any means, Dave. By any means. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, man, we we got that on deck. A few other things for the label that I don't really want to share yet because you know if they don't come to fruition, I look like an asshole. But sure. Uh-huh. But aren't record label people supposed to look like assholes? <laughs> Isn't that the whole bit? I feel like Nate's being attacked right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, record label, not record store. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's a totally be Nate. Um, by the way, Nate is okay. Nate did not get the Rona. Um, right. Yeah, he may have the itis. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, not feeling well though. Shout out to Nate. He is Shout like the fucking. Iron Man of the Pro. Right. I believe this is the first segment that he has missed. Uh, I think so. I feel like he might have missed one other one, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a big presence. Yeah. So he's he's uh, hopefully feeling better soon. We are here holding it down on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, as always, you can check out Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter. There's a robust conversation going on in that space where you can see fans of the program uh, roast us because we don't love Iron Man and the infamous as much as they do. Um, So there's a lot going on there and we definitely uh, want you guys to to pop over and check that out. We also have an Instagram account at dadbodratpod, Nate sharing different types of uh, hip hop ephemera, he always, no matter who we interview, he has something around his house that represents that person. So, totally. Uh, JJ Fad tights. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> his leg warmers that episode were <laughs> fire. Um, so check us out on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are available to be streamed on all the dope platforms. Uh, you can check us out on our UK syndication partner kiki.co.uk uh google play spotify apple music soundcloud um all the places we appreciate y'all fucking with us thus far um and staying with us through the uh quarantine weeks it's been it's been a weird program i haven't seen you motherfuckers in like two months i know i know i i I remember when we first started recording and we'd be like jammed inside Jerry's studio or, you know, even when we first started recording at Nate's kitchen or Needle of the Groove, you know, there, there are some sort of uncomfortable nights, you know, heat wise or whatever after work, you know, but dude, I'm dying. I'm dying to do that again in person, dude. Yeah, we're and Lord knows when that'll happen, but we are pressing on, pressing through. Shout out to rappers. Um, joining us via zoom which i wasn't sure was going to be a thing uh, <laughs> it would be cool to get some rappers to uh if you could get rappers to zoom into work meetings <laughs> well, like we can just, get, 
We can get um, Akinelli to, to zoom in. Some, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> at, saying. At the next PTA meeting, that'd be dope. Just, you know what I mean? He's got ideas. <laughs> um, people really need to check out. I feel like our Akinelli episode was under-listened to in terms of how fucking funny that was. Agreed. How Agreed. funny and how insightful. 100%. And he was just filled with energy. It was like he was, it's like we unleashed that interview. It was great. Yeah, and I'm almost like 80% sure he was at the strip club. I, I really feel <laughs> totally. like he just kind of come out the DJ booth and was talking to us. Um, we need to get a, I'm going to get a little doc that shows the number of the episodes. I think that's somewhere back in the 80s. We are right. pulling up on 120 episodes of that's the crazy. Pod, Rap Pod. Shit is wild. Uh, we appreciate you guys for continuing to to mess with us. We... Uh, the listener base continues to grow. The online following continues to grow. Um, we did lose the Adam and Eve sponsorship because y'all don't buy dildos like that. It's fine. <laughs> when we on here selling Blue Apron instead, you'll know why. We gave y'all a chance. Uh, but yeah, we just appreciate um, all the all the support we've gotten. Pantheon Podcast Network, that's who we down with. That's who we're rolling with. Pantheon has just released the first ever HD podcast. This ain't it. Um, but you can check out uh, all dope music podcasts on Pantheon Network. Um, so with that, we are going to sign off. And, you know, thanks for fucking with us. Dad by Rap Pod. Peace.